And I remember our first 35K month, I had no idea. Like I literally didn't have any idea. I was like, oh shit, like this, we did it. We had $35,000 this month. This is wild. And, um, you know, I think part of it, it wasn't that I was disconnected from the numbers. I was running away from it, but it's like, I was not focused on the scaling in terms of like, I have to hit 35K this month. I was focused on how many lives can I change? How many lives can I change with this program? There are billions of people out there on the planet. I'm only trying to fill 20 spots inside this program, 25 spots in this program. Where are those people right now? How can I reach them? I know there's people out there that are struggling. I know there's people out there that need this work and that, um, obsession kept me up at night because I knew that there were people out there that were like me that didn't have the tools that were struggling, that were in pain. And that's what kept me up was knowing that there were people out there that didn't know about this yet. And that's what got me creative. That's what got me, you know, out in front of the fear. That's what got me doing those masterclass trainings, even though I was scared shitless. That's what got me on the Instagram story, even though I was so afraid is because I knew that if I didn't do it, that people were going to be in pain. People were going to be struggling. And I was like, I can't be selfish about this. I can't be like, oh, I'm afraid I'm not going to show up. It's like, no, that's being selfish, taking away someone's opportunity to heal through my story and through the tools that I'm here to give and share. Welcome to the Lifestyle Edit Podcast, a show about creative female entrepreneurs and the businesses they've built. I'm your host, Naomi Mdudu, the Lifestyle Edit founder, business strategist, and coach to creative female founders ready to scale their businesses with intention. Each week, I sit down with a guest to pull back the curtain on the strategies successful entrepreneurs are implementing to scale their income and increase their impact. We are cutting out the fluff to give you weekly insights to uplevel your mindset and tap into your infinite potential to create a life and business you love on your own terms. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now let's begin. Rihanna, welcome to the Lifestyle Edit Podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to be here today. <laughs> I am so excited to have you because you are just such a light, first and foremost. And I was just saying to Brianna before we got started that it's been really interesting learning more about her story and her trajectory. She's going to share a lot of that on today's episode mm. and just seeing how you have been able to scale so rapidly and have such an incredible impact while doing so, but also while mastering your energy, taking mm. care of yourself. Because I think for many of the women listening, myself included, we're constantly trying to navigate away from the habit of going into drive mode and then crash, take care of, remember to take care of ourselves, then like drive mode, crash, and that kind of habitual cycle. Um, Mm. I'm really, really excited for the conversation that we're going to have today. But before we get into a lot of that, can you just give people a bit of context? How, who do you serve and how do you serve them? And what was kind of been the journey that's kind of amalgamated in this work. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you so much for that lovely intro. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, I'm a Kundalini business coach and many people don't know what that is, but basically what I'm teaching my students and clients to do is how to master their energy, how to come into deeper connection with themselves, um, partially utilizing the energy of Kundalini, which we'll we'll probably talk about what that is later on in the conversation, um, and then using that as a force to grow and scale your business. So I like to think of it as it's a blend of 
the divine masculine and divine feminine of business buildings. So that way you're building a business that's deeply connected to you. It's making great impacts in the world and it's not burning you out. And it's also producing, you know, a lot of income and profitability for yourself. And um, what I love doing is I, I say, I help women become light leaders. I really feel like my work here is, is, you know, I've always felt called to help people that were really amazing at what they did, whether they were healers, coaches, mentors, um, accountants, you know, whatever it was, if they were a good person, they were doing good work in the world. I wanted to help them step into their role as a leader, step into their role as a light leader and really be able to be that beacon of light for their industries and really making you know, a greater impact in the world. I love working with impact driven women, um, visionary women. Uh, we will be working with men shortly, but it has been so focused on the woman and helping her feel empowered in herself, learning how to master her energy, create magnetic messaging, and then grow and scale her business and building her own intuitive online empire. So you haven't always been doing this. <laughs> what was the pathway that led you to this work? Yeah, great question. So uh, long story short, um, you know, as a child, I was always hyper intuitive. Um, I was psychic as a child. Not that I really knew too much about it, but I could always see energy, feel energy, had psychic dreams. Um, it was always just like a skill set that I naturally had. And of course, I always... Um, Prayed for it to stop because I was so afraid of it. I was like, this is too crazy. And, you know, back then it wasn't as, I wouldn't say it wasn't as accepted, but there just wasn't as much information as there is right now about energy and intuition and having that psychic sense. So it was always there, but I always blocked it. Um, and then, you know, as I got older, I fell in love with marketing and branding, um, design, advertising, economics. Like I just loved business. I loved building businesses, scaling businesses, the psychology behind it. Um, I have my degree in advertising and marketing communications. Um, I worked in corporate businesses. I'm originally from New York. I just moved to California. So for me growing up, it was always the dream to be like, you know, that New York City hustler that was just like, you know, killing herself by working, you know, 80, 100 hours a week and just burning herself out. And for whatever reason, that felt really exciting to me because like, that's what I was always shown of like what success was. And I had this story that to hit those, you know, to hit that higher level of success, I needed to struggle. I needed to burn out. I needed to like work for it. So I did that because that's what I, that's what I knew. That's what was taught. So I did that. I was really successful. Um, and by the time I was 23, um, I was a PR and marketing director. And, you know, this was during the, the recession, actually. And even though, like, as a, you know, a global economy, we were going through a recession, I was scaling businesses that were still hitting seven figures, multiple seven figures. Like, we were one of those companies that was still doing good amidst everything else that was going on in the world. And I just loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And, but I had this moment where, I was so burnt out. Like I was so in love with what I did. I always was passionate about building businesses, but I was so burnt out. And there was this moment at 23 where I was like, can I like really do this until I'm 65? Like this like doesn't feel right. I'm so tired. I have everything that everyone's told me that I'm supposed to have. Like I had the nice car. I paid off my student loans. I had, you know, a great salary. I had money in the bank. Like I had all those like check boxes that I think a lot of us are raised to believe. It's like, once you have those things, you know, life will be just great. You'll be so happy. And I was like, why am I not happy? Why am I I'm feeling so disconnected from myself. And I didn't have that vocabulary yet, but I just knew that something was wrong. I was like, why do I feel 
like crap at 23. Um, how am I going to continue this until I'm 65? Right. And, um, through that, right around that time, I had a, a spiritual awakening. Um, one of my really close friends, she passed away and it was during that time that I knew that I needed to uncover my spiritual gifts again, because, um, I wanted to be able to connect to her and it just brought up so many feelings of just like wanting to know what happens, you know, when we pass as well as, um, mediumship and channeling and feeling energy and when she passed it was like all of the gifts came back tenfold and it was really intense and I had tons of I was an anxious person to begin with but I had tons of anxiety um and it was just really tough for me to literally just like get up every single day and go to work and um you know just do my my everyday life and i I didn't know what to do. And I just was like, what is going on? Um, I can't seem to shake this. And my psychic skills were just like through the roof. Like I just knew when things were going to happen. I could see energy. I was seeing people I was having these crazy dreams. And I was just like almost overwhelming. It was so potent that I couldn't even sleep at night and I didn't have anyone to talk to. Um, and then it ended up being with the company that I worked for. Um, they had hired an acupuncturist and I was like, all right, well this, you know, at that time I was like such a, you know, masculine driven, you know, type of businesswoman. And I was like, well, an acupuncturist, it's energy, right? Like they might not, they might know why I'm seeing dead people, you know, like they might know why, why this is happening. I don't know. So I remember I like went into her treatment room and I just sat on the table and I was like, yeah, I, I don't know who to talk to right now, but here's what's going on. And she was like, okay, um, cool. I'm not a psychic or a medium, but you know, there is this thing about energy. And through her, I met um, my Reiki master and I became, um, I became a Reiki master myself. And then through that, I got into um, integrated energy therapy, became a master in integrated energy therapy. And then I became an Oracle card reader, like all these, you know, all the teachers started to show up. Um, and then during that time, I had somehow discovered Gabrielle Bernstein and she just felt so relatable to me because, you know, she was just, she was from New York too and she did PR too and now she's like this spiritual teacher and she just felt safe, like safe as a teacher and I read um, her book, uh, May Cause Miracles, that was the one that I first read and in it she speaks about Kundalini and I remember I was like, uh, I don't know what this is, but it's, she's saying it works and I'm going to try, you know, one of these things that she's teaching us. And I remember feeling like a shift, but I was still really scared of it. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should, maybe I'm not doing this right on my own. Maybe I should find a teacher. So I did a little bit of Googling and it ended up being at that time on Long Island where I'm from, there was only two Kundalini yoga studios. Um, and one of them happened to be next door to where I worked. And I was like, oh, this is, Okay, cool. Like, yeah. yeah, right. I was like, all right, I'm going to follow this breadcrumb. So I did not know what I was walking into. And for anyone that's experienced Kundalini, um, it's like the weirdest form of yoga. Like, it's not like your regular yoga class. So I thought it was going to be like, you know, I was going to be doing Dabber Dog and doing a vinyasa. And like, you know, I thought it was going to be the regular stuff. And it was the farthest thing from it. Um, but I walked in and I remember sitting there. I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, what am I doing? But I followed along with it. I was like, I'm just going to. I'm going to do it because I'm very competitive and so much an overachiever, even though it was my first class. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to do this. Like I can handle this. I know what's going on. So I did it. And, you know, like I said, it was like the weirdest experience because I've never experienced anything like that before. They did a full on gong bath at the end of it. And I didn't know what happened in that class, but I knew when I walked out that I felt better and I knew that something had shifted. And for the first time in like months, I feel like I was happy again. And I was like, I don't know what just happened, but 
it worked. Whatever, whatever I just did worked. And this is the best I felt because I had been trying, you know, everything to feel better. I was like trying this meditation thing, trying the Reiki and everything was just like, nothing was clicking for me. And the Kundalini was the thing that worked. And shortly after that, I left my full-time position. I did not have, you know, anything lined up. It wasn't like I had a full on business plan to leap into. And I just had gotten to this point where I was like, I just can't be here anymore. Um, I just, I knew that I was meant to do bigger work. I knew that I was meant to help people in a greater way. And I knew it was supposed to be far beyond just working for one company. So I left and I started a branding and design business because that felt super safe. Um, even though I wanted to do all this like spiritual witchy stuff, I just was afraid to accept that, that that's who I was. And mm-hmm. I was so in, you know, the spiritual closet, right? I didn't really want everyone to know. So I like, you know, hid and was like doing all the spiritual work. And I was like, yeah, but I'm a branding and marketing professional. You know, it's like, I felt like I was living yeah. lives. And I think a lot of people can relate to that where they don't feel super comfortable just yet coming out of the closet saying, I can feel energy or I know, you know, I can see your, your energy or I can read energy or I'm a spiritual coach or, you know, whatever it is. And it got to the point where I was doing the branding and web design. I had obviously all this experience. I was, you know, in my prime, I was scaling multiple seven figure businesses. I had worked in billion dollar businesses as well. And, um, in my head, I was like, I'll, I'll know exactly what to do. I'll know how to build this business. I'm not worried about it. And it just wasn't working. Um, the business wasn't taking off. I was struggling financially and it just nothing, I didn't feel right. And um, I got so hard on myself. Cause I'm like, why isn't this working? Like I've done this before. Like why the hell are these strategies not working? Um, and the reason is, is because, you know, I wasn't connected. I wasn't grounded. I was in such a place of fear and scarcity that that was being projected out into my business. So I started doing even deeper work. Um, I spent, you know, literally probably like at least 15 hours a week studying, um, channeling, mediumship, reading energy, quantum physics, traditional Chinese medicine, Kundalini. It was my, that was my job at that time, even though um, you know, I was trying to get the business up and running. I was so obsessed with understanding the energy of success. frequencies of success and it just took over you know every single day that's all I wanted to learn and to experience and I just would be traveling all over Long Island going into the city taking these classes and you know at that time um you know I was like in my early 20s and everyone in those classes were like for whatever reason they were like in their 50s and 60s so I had all these like older friends that I was hanging out with and I was like why aren't people my age doing this like I need to share this with people you know the millennials to understand you know what's happening how you can really navigate through anxiety and build your business and scale it and utilize these energy tools. So then I started to just sit with it and I was like, all right, let me start to pair energy work with success. Like let's start to really play with this, pair the Kriyas with success. And I just like, you know, it was kind of like a science experiment at first. I was like, let's just see what happens. And, um, I did this for four years. I had my branding business and it's like, you know, my safety, my hideout where it's like, you know, in the morning I was like web designing and at night I was like, you know, with my cauldron, you know, with with my everything, you know, doing my witchy stuff. And then, um, for the last year of that, I kept hearing like create community business coaching is not what you're supposed to do. Get up on stage. You're supposed to speak and share this work. And you know, when those ideas come in, like they're scary. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to listen to that. Even though it's like every meditation, that's the only thing I saw was me doing this work. And you know, I think a lot of us do this where we're like almost afraid of the success. That's like, we know that that's the thing we're supposed to do. And we kind of just 
push it down and hide it. So I did that for about like the last year um, until, you know, as the universe would have it, the universe does things for you that you can't do yourself. And what happened was my branding business kind of halted. Um, I was like, oh shit, I can't pay my bills, can't do anything. I was like, you know, in such a place of just fear. Cause I'm like, why, what am I going to do? Like, what the hell am I going to do? I don't want to go get another nine to five. Um, and I also knew this was like the business that I was supposed to create. So closed down my branding business um, and decided to take a leap of faith. So I'm like, well, the branding business isn't even supporting me at this point. So why the hell, like, what does it matter at this point? You know, it's not, it's yeah. not like it's super successful. And I'm like, I'm afraid to leave. It's like, it's not even working anymore. So I sat down on the meditation pillows and my energy work channels, Kundalini business coaching, um, launched it. And when I launched it, I didn't have, you know, I kind of went against everything I was taught, right? And I was like, you know what? If I fully believe in this energy work, then I don't need to have like the beautiful website up, even though I was a former web designer. I don't need to have the funnel up, the strategy, like <laughs> all these things. I'm like, I'm going to see what happens purely by my energy and my alignment and showing up. So literally closed down the branding business, opened up Kundalini business coaching again, had nothing really planned out, but I just had such a deep desire that this is what I needed to do. And it almost kept me up at night. Cause I'm like, if I don't share this with people, people aren't being healed. People aren't going to get this work. And like, ah, oh, like I can't, why am I even sleeping? Like I need to get this work out there. So within the first month of the launch of the Kundalini business coaching, uh, again, we had, I had no website. Um, and I just showed up like literally every single day, every single day, even though I'm a natural introvert and I'm scared shitless um, of showing up. I knew that the work was bigger than me. I knew that the message was bigger than me. I knew that I was just the messenger for the bigger picture. And I believed in that a little bit more than I believed in all the fear that I was having. Like, it, you know, I was yes. very scared, but I believed in the bigger vision, you know, just a little bit more. And I think that's what we need in those beginning stages like you have to believe in the mission and the message just a little bit more than the fear and that will help you and guide you through it so launched kundalini business coaching this had never happened before but i booked out my one-on-one roster first month in um hit fifteen thousand dollars and then the next month was like twenty thousand dollars the next month was like twenty four thousand then it was like thirty five thousand it was forty four thousand like we never it just scaled and it was just this crazy experience. We didn't have a website up for like the first couple of months and we just had an abundance of just people showing up, wanting this, feeling this. I was seeing the results within myself. I was seeing it within the clients um, and it just organically grew and we ended up closing out our first year um, without ads at all. Um, with about a half a million dollars, you know, in, in growth. And then year two, uh, we almost doubled that. And it just, now we're, we're just starting into year three and it's just been a really, really beautiful, wild experience. And of course there's moments where I can easily fall into that older pattern of like hustle and scarcity and burnout. That's just, you know, what's been ingrained in me, but I have these tools to come back home. I have these tools and I have the proof now. I'm like, Brianna, when you are aligned and you do the energy work and you do the Kundalini work, your business grows and scales. Like, it's almost like that's the proof. Now we have like the scientific data on that. And I think once we can start to see that and see that for real in our lives, um, makes it a lot easier to sit back down in the meditation pillow and, you know, heal ourselves before we take action. Oh yeah. I'm like scribbling so much notes. I'm just like, <laughs> hell yes to all of the above. Love it. And yes, I love what you said about the, the, the transformation being more powerful than the fear. And I think yes. that is always a thing. Whenever I see a disconnect of clients in the sales, it's because they're not 
bought into the transformation yet. Mm-hmm. And we need to truly believe in that in order to enroll somebody in. Totally. You have to believe in it and you have to be so connected to it. And part of it too, is like the embodiment of it. Like you have, there's like a rites of passage for entrepreneurship, right? It's like you have to go through what you're teaching first and really feel it before you're ever going to be successful in it. And I think a lot of people try to bypass that stage where it's like, I don't want to go through the icky, uncomfortable stuff. And I'm just going to share the program. It's like, no, you have to go through all of the healing, all of the work, because your clients are going to go through that too. And how are you going to support them and help them if you haven't gone through it yourself? Exactly. And I always try and think of it as like, I need to be the best walking, talking yes. um, embodiment of my work. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent, because you know what? People feel that people feel that if you're not practicing the medicine, you know, if you're not practicing all the tools that you're teaching, there's going to be a disconnect. And at least on a subconscious level, people are going to feel that. So if the business isn't growing, the clients aren't showing up, it's never a sign of the strategy, right? I mean, if you if you have a half a million dollar business and you're trying to scale it, it can be the strategy at that point. But in those beginning stages of getting up to, you know, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, a lot of the times it's some sort of inner alignment that's disconnecting, right? It's because you're not fully embodying something, or you're hiding something, or you're not practicing your own tools, and people are going to feel that on an energetic level. One hundred percent. And that's why I love that so much of your messaging is around releasing the kind of cookie cutter strategy. Yes. I know there's going to be lots of people listening who are like, oh, but this one said a webinar that that's going to be the thing. <laughs> and it's not worked for me. Or this one said going on lives. You know, yeah. and it didn't work for me. Um, so how so much of what you were speaking about was being able to sit with the shadow work. So it's that whole thing that before the breakthrough, something has to break. And you were illustrating that with what was going on with your design business. Mm. How can we navigate through that time? We all want the breakthrough, but we don't want to deal with the stuff that comes up when, you know, things start to, certain areas start to be released from us so that we can be rerouted in the way that we need to go. How, how should we be navigating and what are some of the questions that we could be asking ourselves during those times? Mm, Such a good question. You know, I think that we just have to embrace the shadow period, right? It's like we all have to allow ourselves to be cracked open to our light and through the cracks is where the light shines through, right? So it's like we have to sit there and be in our energy and be through the experience because if you try to bypass it. This was my, my whole thing when I was going through the shit, right? It's like when it was like in those like darker moments, I'm like, if I don't sit with this right now, it's going to come back. And each time it comes back, it's going to be harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. And I don't want to be sitting with this for the next 40 years of my life. So I'm going to buck up (laughs) and I'm going to go through this right now and just like, you know, power through it and sit with it. And, you know, part of it is having patience with yourself and, not judging what you're going through compared to what's where someone else is. And I think in the online space, um, we can so easily compare, um, you know, our story and our journey where someone else is. So I think when we're going through those shadow periods, it's having compassion for ourselves as we go through it and not judging ourselves. And it's like just having the ultimate love, right. And taking care of ourselves and being easy on ourselves. Cause I know for me, it was, I was so quick to be like, well, you should have known all this already. Or you should be going through this already. Or like, yeah. you should be exactly where she is. Like, you know, that overachiever part of us that we all have, I think is like entrepreneurs. It's like, but why isn't this over yet? It, it just started. It should be ending. Like I should have <laughs> yes. finished already. It's like, no, you, you can't rush the shadow work and the healing because most of the time you're not even dealing with like 
you know, your stuff. We pick up on stuff, you know, every single day, but we're also passed down things like from, from it's generational, right? It's like, it's literally science has proven that we can carry emotions, traumas, and stories from our mothers, from our grandmothers, you know, so it's like, we're not even healing us. We're healing other generationals. We're hearing, we're healing other karmic patterns and stories that we've had that we've brought with us into this lifetime. So depending on what you signed on to, you know, you might be going through a wild ride right now and that's okay, but know that everything that you're going through, your soul literally contracted to go through because it's your learning experience that you have to get from it. So every time that I was going through that, and I still go through it, of course, right? Because we have multiple spiritual awakenings and multiple healings. And every time I grow and scale my business, it's like a whole new level of shadow that I have to deal with that's coming up to the surface. So once you start to recognize it and embrace it and know that this is part of like the puzzle, this is part of the pattern to success, it's a lot easier to navigate through. Um, I want to quickly pause this episode to let you know that our 12-month Thrive Mastermind is officially open. Friends, scaling a business doesn't need to feel overwhelming, nor should it feel like a strain. That's why over the years, I've worked with countless service-based female founders just like you to scale the work they love while increasing their impact and income in a way that allows them to be fully present in their lives. In Thrive, we support you to step into the CEO role of your business. How? By helping you transition out of being the bottleneck by getting crystal clear on the high leverage activities you're uniquely positioned to do while providing you with a framework to automate and delegate the rest. So Thrive is for you if you know you're suffering from analysis paralysis and you're battling with limiting beliefs that you know are holding you back from taking consistent action but are ready to lean in and do the inner work. It is for you if you're overwhelmed with information and done trying to figure out everything on your own and you want support from a mentor who's been there and can help you build a profitable business that actually feels good and expansive to run. Thrive is for you if you're fed up with inconsistency in your income and are ready to consistently attract clients you love working with and want to surround yourself with people who encourage you to up-level, who truly get you and are just as committed to growing as you are. So, doors only open a few times a year and we have limited spots, so head to thelifestyleedit.com to learn more. Also knowing that this isn't going to be forever, right? It's like the more that you sit down and do the work and feel into it, the quicker it's going to go. It's when you start to ignore it is when it's prolonged, right? It's like, like I said, like, I don't want to go through this for the next 40 years of my life. I want to go through it right now and just, you know, tackle it head on because it's going to make me a better person. And I think that that's, you know, what we have to really embrace is like that competitive part of ourselves. It's like, if I want to, you know, be a millionaire, a multimillionaire, a visionary, or a thought leader, here are all the things that I have to go through first, right? It's like, I have to bust through all these blockages and stories and patterns to get there. So I'm going to look at them head on instead of running away. I'm going to look at them right now and see what's stopping me and just, you know, have that relationship with it where it's like, I know that there's the light at the end of the tunnel. I know that there's always going to be the breakthrough, but I have to be in this right now. I'm going through the training right now. I'm getting all the tools right now. And truthfully, if I had, if I did not allow myself to go through all of those things, I would not be where I am today. Um, you know, I would not have been able to scale that quickly because I had to be able to energetically endure it, but also mentally endure all that. There were so many things that were happening as I was scaling and growing that I really had to lean into my spiritual tools. And the only way that I had them was because I had gone through all the shadow work and I had spent all that time 
doing that self-discovery work. So that way I had my arsenal ready when everything was scaling. And although the success has been beautiful and fun and it's like wickedly amazing, there was also <laughs> a lot of healing, you know, that had to happen throughout that entire process. It wasn't like, woohoo, like everything's great and life is fun and we're scaling to half a million dollars. Like there was a lot of growth. There was a lot of growth. There was a lot of discomfort. Um, there was a lot of feeling like I was alone because I didn't know that many people that were doing that. I still don't know that many people that have had done that and also are at this level of success. And so you have to be so comfortable with yourself because there's going to be moments where you have to make the decision. You have to be able to self-trust. You have to be able to activate that intuition. You have to be able to take action and fully believe in everything that you're doing, but that's only going to come from that self-mastery set of skills that you're going to get going through the shadow work in the beginning stages. Amen. It's the self-mastery. And it's so funny because I was talking about this with my mastermind members recently that you do. When you're in the growth stage and you feel like you're constantly throwing spaghetti at the wall, you do want to bypass that. And Mm. The, the, the growth actually comes from sitting in that and the lessons yes. and then that's how you can facilitate other people because you now know what to do but what I find so amazing is that I know that god forbid something happened to my business tomorrow I could literally start another business tomorrow <laughs> and get that like oh, yeah. so quickly why because I've done I've built those inner reserves I've sat yes. with that I've so the now how empowering is that to know that you're all in terms of financially you're always going to be okay because mm. when it comes to growing and scaling a business because you've allowed yourself to sit in those moments build those inner reserves strategic and internally you're yeah. always going to be okay yeah yeah a hundred percent I love that you brought that up because I think even right now with what's happening, you know, in the world, who knows when you're going to release this podcast, but right now there's a lot of stuff going on with the, with the coronavirus and people are freaking out. And I'm like, I'm good. And it's not even coming from a place of like, I have money in my bank account. It's more from a place of like, if anything happened, I have the entire skill set, energetically, mentally, emotionally, and strategically to, to, to pivot. Right. And I think that that's the best gift that we have as entrepreneurs and why we have to go through that is like, if anything happened, like we know what to do, we know how to go back in, we know how to tap and we know how to receive the energy channel, the idea. And then we have the skill set to take action and we're always going to be okay. And I think we're living during a time where it's this, it's really interesting because I know when I was growing up, it was like, go to college, get a job. Like that's the safe mm. thing, have the retirement, right? Like that's what was, you know, that's what was instilled in my parents. That's what they instilled in me. And now we're looking at this and there's all these people that are being laid off right now that have no idea like what the F to do, right? Like they have no power, their power is completely taken from them. And yet there's so many entrepreneurs that are like, okay, cool, this is happening. I'm going to create a new program about this. I'm going to show up. I'm going to help people. I'm going to get my work out there. It's like, it's actually safer right now to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. than ever was, specifically even an online entrepreneur, because we're not really being affected by anything that's happening in the external world. We can just keep going as like, you know, everyone's calling up talking about social isolation. I'm like, cool, like this is what actually what I do every single day, because I'm always yeah. home, like <laughs> on my computer, right? This like nothing's really impacting, um, you know, what's what's happening in my world. Um, it's just a sign to go bigger, to go louder, to share these gifts, to share these tools with people, because there's a lot of people out there that don't know it. And what I was saying to my my students recently is, 
we forget that we only make up like 1% of the population as like online entrepreneurs, right? Especially like spiritual, intuitive online entrepreneurs, mentors, healers, coaches. We forget that there's like, you know, 99% of the world is not where we are right now. They don't have the skills. They haven't done the energy work. They haven't done the shadow work. They don't even know how to meditate and they're freaking out right now. So now more than ever, we need the thought leaders. We need the visionaries. We need the light leaders. We need the mentors, the coaches, the entrepreneurs. We need to speak up and get louder. So now more than ever, is it safer for us to be entrepreneurs, specifically even online entrepreneurs, because we have that skill set to pivot, to create, to build, to share, to um, speak. Like we we have all those tools that we've been working on for like you know the last couple of years, decades, lifetimes. Like this is this is our time. One hundred percent. And that we've spoken a lot about the mindset part. And I think mm. when people think about business, it's like, no, just give me more strategy. Cause we know that they need mm -hmm. that part, but they don't. And I, it's the case with many service providers. What the client actually thinks is the problem is not actually the problem. So how do you navigate that? Like, you know, that all of the Kundalini work that you yeah. do is going to be the vehicle for the types of transformations they want, but your idle client may not know that yet. How are you giving mm. them what they need, but also bringing them in by showing them that you can get them what they want, if that makes sense? Yeah, great question. Well, you know, at this point, it's a little bit different just because we've had so much results inside of our business. So people see it and they're like, oh, I guess what she's talking about works, you know, because she's built this <laughs> business. Her clients have seen all this success. Like it's a proven thing, especially for our signature program, the Ascension Academy, like we've done it for two years now. We have over 150 graduates. It's a very proven method at this point. But in the beginning, it was it was a little scary because it's like you only have yourself to be like the testimony, right? It's like you're the only person that's like, it works, you know, like here's how it works and why. And you kind of feel like, oh my God, I wish I had all these success stories. And I think for me in the beginning, um, a big question that I would ask people was, well, you know, why are you here? Like if, if all the strategies were working, why are you showing up to me right now? Like mm. if, if, if all the strategies were working, you wouldn't even need me. Like you'd be successful. Like it would be out there. You'd be scaling, you'd be happy, you'd be aligned, but you're not. And that's why you stumbled ac across my word. That's why something that I said hit home to you. And that's why you're emailing me, messaging me, hopping on the sales call with me. It's because the strategies haven't worked. And that was like the big aha moment that I had in the beginning is because all these people had gone through these like very um, almost wounded masculine type of marketing programs. And it's, it's not to have judgment towards those types of programs because that's where we were as a collective, not even that long ago where it was. I mean, when I got my degree, everything was like SWOT analysis, you know, demographics, you know, everything was so like ugh, very, you know, strategic. And we've just evolved so rapidly as a collective where that no longer fits, that no longer works. So there's all these people that relied on the masculine. And I think whenever we're afraid, we always like just think of like masculine stuff because it's like tangible and we think it works. And it's the strategy and it feels safe to lean into that. Whereas the feminine work is a little bit um, scary because it's untangible. We have to sit with ourselves, God forbid, right? It's like we have to sit with the energy. We have to feel the emotions. We have to like literally feel what's happening and we don't know what's going to happen. We're, there's a proven method, right? It's like show up, do your webinar. People might show up. You record the webinar, you share it out. And it's like very, you know, easy to expect what's going to happen from that outcome. Whereas when 
you're going through a Kundalini awakening or you're just navigating through any sort of energy work, which is very feminine based, you don't know what's going to come up. You don't know how you're going to feel. And that can feel really scary. So a lot of times when people would show up in the beginning first, it was just like, well, why are you here? Because if the strategies were working, you wouldn't be here. And B, um, you know, why are you clinging to the masculine? What are you afraid of? What are you actually afraid of feeling? And what's going to happen when you feel those things? Because I think as a society, a lot of us were just taught to suppress the emotions, suppress the feelings and like, put a cute little face on, you know, and just like show out, you know, walk out of our door every morning, be like, everything's great when it's not. Um, And so, you know, a lot of it is just asking those um, self-discovery questions to those people and saying, well, how are you feeling? Why are you here? Why do you think it hasn't worked? What are you afraid of actually feeling? What would happen if you actually felt that way and healed this? Like, what would it allow you to do? And what I found out in the beginning was, you know, most people are not afraid of failing. They're afraid of success because again, failing has we know what failure feels like. We've all felt failure on some sort of level at this point in our lives, right? So it's like that feels safe because the success, again, success is actually feminine energy. It's it's wealth, it's abundance, it's attraction, um, it's receiving, it's embodiment. So that, again, it's like we don't know what that feels like and that can feel really scary to us because we're not prepared for it. Whereas failure, it's like, oh yeah, I suck. Like it didn't work and boom, I'll do something else again. Whereas the feminine, if it was to take off and the success was going to happen, we don't know. And when you allow it to really ride, and this is what I experienced in growing and scaling the business, when I allowed myself to be fully supported and to receive and to just be in my role as a leader and also just like call in all the success and be in like that vibration when I allowed it to happen, it became so much easier. Um, and it just allowed me to carry through. And I was just like, I'm just going to let this thing go. I'm going to see what happens. I'm not going to put a parameter on it. Cause I used to have these stories where I was like, only 12 people can come into my program or only 18 people can come in. And I was like, wait, why the hell am I saying that? Like, why, why? Like, because someone told me that 12 people are in a group coaching program. And literally the second that I got rid of that story, I'm like, well, whoever needs this program is going to show up. I went from having 12 people in my program to 25 people. And it like happened in an instant. Like it literally, it's like we had 12 people. We were good. The program was starting in like four days and then another 12 people just showed up within four days. And it was just like this wild experience of allowance and feeling and um, just surrendering. But surrender is different. Surrender doesn't mean like you're not doing anything. Surrender means like I am just like letting this thing go and I'm letting it ride out and I'm just here for the ride. I'm here for the journey. And I think that's a bigger question that we have to be asking ourselves is like, what am I afraid of about the success? Um, and then prepping yourself for it. It's like, you know, you have to prep, like what's going to happen when you hit the half a million dollar business, you're probably going to be hiring people. You're probably going to need more support, more coaching, more mentorship. Um, you're probably going to be paying more in taxes. You're probably going to have lifestyle changes. So it's like, for me, it's like, I knew what the big vision was. I always knew that I was going to hit half a million dollars, you know, that year. It's just like this inner knowing, um, you know, and I, and I joke, but really that first year in business, I didn't really sleep. I'd be working until 4am um, every day. And then I'd go to bed for about three hours and I'd wake up at 7am because I had clients and I had to work with one-on-one clients. I had to build up the programs. And what happened with that rapid growth in that one year was I, I couldn't hire anyone because I couldn't take my foot off the gas pedal. I mean, like so many people were showing up that I didn't even have time to hire an assistant and have time to hire a coach or a designer or what have you. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to buck up and do this. And for me, it was more of like, I, as much as I'm doing that, I still have to make sure that I'm doing my practices, that I'm eating well, that I'm getting support. And that was, you know, that was one of those pivotal things that I could have easily fell into 
the hustle the sh- the, and the burnout. But for me, I always do this check-in. I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm like, am I doing this because I'm in love with it? Or am I doing this because I feel like I need to do it and I'm chasing after something? And the, anytime that energy shifted to I'm chasing and I feel like I have to do it, I sat down in the meditation pillow and I was like, let's reconnect, let's reconnect, let's reconnect. What is this about? What am I chasing? What am I fearful of? What is the story? So for me, it's always been, I have never been afraid of facing the shadow because I always knew that once I faced the shadow, that that healing period would be so much shorter and the success is just on the other side of it. So that first year, it was really just a question of is success running me or am I running success? And that was the constant question I had to ask myself like every single day, is the success controlling my life or am I controlling it? And for me, I was mostly controlling it for a large majority of it because I had, again, the skill set and the tools from going through all the other um, energy work. But it is a question that we have to ask ourselves is, am I doing this because I'm passionate about it and because I want to show up and do this? Or am I doing this because I feel like I have to do it and I'm afraid and I feel this is what's needed? And I think that's a question we can always ask ourselves. And in that first year, you know, when I wasn't sleeping, it wasn't from a place of lack or hustling or burning out it was from a pure place of passion like i said earlier in the conversation i couldn't i couldn't sleep like my dreams were filled of like helping people and i'd wake up in the middle of the night and i i literally it it kept me up like the dream kept me up the mission kept me up the message kept me up and i had blinders on i wasn't even looking at the numbers um at all just because i was so excited and so obsessed with what i was doing that you know at the end of the month i'd finally sit down to do it and look at everything and I remember our first 35k month I had no idea like I literally didn't have any idea I was like oh shit like this we did it we had $35,000 this month this is wild and um you know I think part of it it wasn't that I was disconnected from the numbers or I was running away from it but it's like I was not focused on the scaling in terms of like I have to hit 35k this month I was focused on how many lives can I change how many lives can I change with this program there are billions of people out there on the planet I'm only trying to fill 20 spots inside this program 25 spots in this program where are those people right now how can I reach them I know there's people out there that are struggling I know there's people out there that need this work and that um obsession kept me up at night because I knew that there were people out there that were like me that didn't have the tools that were struggling that were in pain and that's what kept me up was knowing that there were people out there that didn't know about this yet and that's what got me creative that's what got me you know out in front of the fear that's what got me doing those masterclass trainings even though I was scared shitless that's what got me on the Instagram story even though I was so afraid is because I knew that if I didn't do it that people were going to be in pain people are going to be struggling and I was like I can't be selfish about this I can't be like oh I'm afraid I'm not going to show up it's like no that's being selfish taking away someone's opportunity to heal through my story and through the tools that I'm here to give and share amen love mm. it okay <laughs> so how I want I love it's been really interesting me seeing the trans the evolution of your offers now you're preparing to launch your coaching certification but I would love to see and I love that you have like support coaches and things in your program Mm -hmm. how as your capacity to no let me rephrase that how have you increased your capacity to get this work out there be supported make sure also that you're not being in the bottleneck in, you know, getting it out there to more people. What does that look like? Mm, It was, you know, truthfully, like six months, eight months ago, um, I definitely was the bottleneck and I had to have this, 
you know, this true story with myself, like I had to get really clear and be like, Brianna, you need to let the reins up. Um, you have control issues. And also um, there are people out there that are a lot better than you at this work, you know, in terms of like, cause I was doing all the admin stuff still. And I had this, you know, my self-sabotaging story was um, I need to do it all. I need to do it all. I need to do it all. Only me. I can only do it right. Like I had the story that like the perfectionism of like how the business had to run um, was on me. And I would hire these people that subconsciously, I knew they weren't the right fit, but I loved hiring these people that weren't the right fit. So that way I could fire them and be like, aha, see, like they, I need to do it. Right. So that was my, my, my oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I had to heal that baby. And it took, it took a couple of months to heal that um, because I kept wanting to coming and saying like I'm still needed like I gotta do it all these people aren't good enough and it's like they were awesome people that I just was hiring them for wrong positions right because I wanted to still come in and do it all and I had to have this conversation with myself where I was like you cannot you cannot hit the numbers that you want you cannot be as successful as you want you, you cannot make the global impacts that you want if you're still scheduling people right it's like if you're still doing the funnels if you're still doing all of the coaching <laughs> if you're still doing everything yeah. like you literally there's only so many hours in a day you can't do that so so I had to do a lot of healing around that. And then um, in the fall, the second, this is how energy work works, right? It's like the second I was able to heal it and I was like, okay, whew, I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to be supported. I'm okay with this. Um, we hired two of the most amazing people that I have ever worked with. They're on our team right now. And um, it's allowed me to redirect and be in my zone of genius. The way we've been hiring now is like, let's hire people that are in their zone of genius. And so that way I can stay in my zone of genius, because if we're each in our zones of geniuses, we're going to vibrate higher. We're going to be excited. We're going to be happier. Right. And we're going to be able to fulfill the mission of the light leader collective and help, you know, make global awakening happening for people that are entrepreneurs. So that was a tough thing that I had to heal first. But the second I healed it, like I said, the universe supports you and it shows up. And um, it's been a beautiful experience having these people on our team because they're in their zones of geniuses. So they're helping our clients so much more. They're so in love with what they're doing and people can feel that. And through having that type of support, it's allowed us to expand. It's allowed us to create these other programs that are coming out. And, you know, you can't, you can do it alone for only so long, but if you allow yourself to be supported, you know, the growth can happen exponentially because you're shifting from I'm doing everything to I'm doing the thing that I'm really fucking good at. And I really love. And when you're in love with what you're doing, um, you know, the vibration, people feel that. And this is not to say that when you're first starting out to like hire a social media manager and assistant, I'm not saying that at all. Um, I think in those beginning phases, you have to know every position, you know, we can't, again, it's like we can't bypass learning all the different aspects in our business because when you start to grow and scale and you start to build your team, you need to know what every single person's role is. And it's like, I wouldn't be able to be the best CEO that I am right now and the best manager for everyone right now if I didn't know what their work entailed, if I wasn't able to understand what they were going through and what um, blockages they might be hitting. And also it's like just helping them and teaching them. Like we, we can't, bypass that. And I think a lot of people do that. They get overwhelmed and they're like, I'm just going to hire out an entire team. And then the business crashes because they didn't have the finances to even support that at that level. Um, but for me, it's like, I was literally hitting 70 K months and I had no team. It was just me. And for wow. me, it like was the reverse where I was like, Oh shit. Like this is, I'm tired. <laughs> I need to sleep and, um, I'm doing too much. How am I going to get to hundred K? How am I going to get to the multi-million dollar? And also it's like, I want to be walking across stages and 
having a global impact and writing my book and doing all these things. I can't do that if I'm doing everything. So there's a lot of healing that happened there for me. And now because of that, it's allowed me to grow even more, you know, grow even more exponentially because we're supported, because the right people are in the right places and our clients are so supportive. They're having the best experiences because we have like the best team ever. Like we have the most amazing people working for us that are obsessed with our mission and they're obsessed, they're obsessed with what they're doing and they're obsessed with our clients. So people feel that, right? It's like, they're not feeling the person that's like stressed out trying to do everything. They're feeling the, the, the coach that is like, you know, so in it for them and people are getting such better, um, such a better experience and we've been able to hire from that place. I know that people are going to be listening and seeing the pathway, but I know that mm. lots of mental drama is going to start coming up. So I know that they're going to be thinking, how, first of all, how do I find these people? How do I protect my methodology? Because now it's going to be my name. And how do I go about communicating with new clients that it's not going to be me when they were so used to me being the, the one that was forward facing? Yeah. Yeah. Such a good question. And I um, foreshadowed this a little bit earlier where it's like, once you get to a certain level of success, that's when the strategy comes in. That's when the divine masculine comes in. And for me, it was like, okay, I've been in this energy work and it's energy trumps everything. Like energy has to happen first before anything ever happens in your business. But there is a moment where you know, you have to really embrace the divine masculine. So for me, it was like writing out the handbook, writing out every single position, right? It's like, although this is my business and I'm not like a fortune 500 business yet, you still have to treat it in that way. Like you still have to have your methodologies written out. And for me, like I had to really sit there and be like, what am I doing? Like, cause I think sometimes when we're the coach, the mentor, when we're the brand, we're just like, oh, I just know how to do this. And I just show up my camera and I do the thing. And I like, right, like we don't think about the processes behind it. So I had to get really still and think like, what, what am I actually doing? How is this actually happening? How am I really reading the energy for the clients? What would I say here? So we have an entire handbook, mission statement, um, you know, job description with tutorials on everything, um, how to handle clientele, what to say when this happens, what to say when that happens, like you have to really embrace and embody the divine mask and have those structures set up because when you have the structures set up, the business can flow and it can scale. So that took some time. We slowed down a little bit this past fall intentionally because I said to myself, I'm like, if I want to grow at the level I want to grow at, I need to get quiet right now and I need to map out me, right? It's like, I have to be able yeah. to duplicate me and what I'm doing. So that way my team can be supported, right? My team needs to feel supported. They need to have a leader to look up to. And if I'm just saying, Oh, just hop on camera and do it. You know, that's <laughs> like, that's not good. Like that's, that's going to make them feel um, insecure. That's not going to make them feel like they're, they're prepped. And I don't want to have people that don't feel prepped working with their clients. I want our clients to have the best experience possible. So for about two months, we did just deep dive trainings with our team. And I keep saying we, cause my fiance is on the team. We hired him. Um, actually, today's his year anniversary, which is so ah. cute. Um, so he helps me with, you know, he helps me with a ton of things, but he helps the team. And we literally for two months just knocked out everything to deep dive trainings with our team. Um, you know, again, embodying all that divine masculine, having all the structures set up, really looking at our methodology and how it can be replicated. Because at the end of the day, if you're a good teacher and you're a good coach and you're a good mentor, it's, it's the methodology, right? And people can copy that. People can embody that. So it's, it's more the methodology than it is you. And I think, 
think, you know, for me, that was a tough pill to swallow. Cause I'm like, it's me, I'm the brand. Like it's, 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 of course it's me and my energy, but it's like, if you can teach your team how to invoke that energy, how to master their energy, what your methodology is, I mean, it's going to be just duplicatable, right? It's just going to be able to duplicate and you can hire out the team and people know what your mission is. People know what their vision is. They feel like they can trust you and feel into that. Um, and that's been a huge turning point, but it was tough. It was really tough to sit there and be like, well, what is it that I do? Um, and also to be able to trust yourself to share those methodologies with people and have that trust mm. with your team. Um, that was something that I had to go through as well. But I think, you know, again, it's all about the energy work, getting clear on like, who are the people that you want to call in? How do you want to feel? How do you want to lead your team? How do you want them to feel being a part of your team? And there's a unique shift that happens when you start to really scale to seven figures is, um, you know, you, you switch from like, it's just me to this is so much bigger than me to this is so much bigger than me. And now I have a team to support and I'm the CEO. And there's like a whole new level of embodiment that you have to step into and leadership that you have to step into in, in trusting that and going with that and being comfortable with that. Because when it's just you, you know, it's just you, right? You don't have to worry about anything. And it's just like you can really hide or you can do whatever the hell you want. No one's watching. But as the CEO, I mean, you're, you're the beacon of light. You're the, the pillar. You are holding it up for the entire company. And um, people are looking up to you. They're looking up to you for the vision, for the mission, for um, how things are done. So you have to get really clear on like your own intentions, your own energy. And of course, there was a lot of energy work I had to do to get up there, um, to be able to hold that light, to be able to hold that pillar, to be able to set that tone for my company. And it's gone from, it's just, you know, me, Brianna Rose. So now this is an entire corporation. Like this is the light leader collective. And these, these, this is our mission. This is our values this is how we support people. This is how we want people to feel. This is our methodology and really taking the time to map that out, um, has been so crucial and important to our team feeling really safe and empowered in their work. And because of that, our clients are having incredible results because they're so supported because our team knows exactly what they need to do. They know exactly how to support them. And the students are being so supported by these people that are obsessed with their work. They're so in alignment with the mission and they're living in their zones of geniuses. Oh, Brianna, you are such a light. How can people continue to soak all of this goodness up? Mm, I love Instagram. So if you guys want to follow me on Instagram at I am Brianna Rose. And then I also have a free Facebook group that has over 90 free trainings inside of it all around energy work, Kundalini, leadership, messaging, all those yummy things. Um, it's called the Rising Light Sisterhood. So those are both really great places if you want to learn more um, and just gain access to what the Light Leader Club is all about. So that's it for this week's episode of the Lifestyle Edit podcast. You can download more episodes of this podcast and subscribe in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you enjoyed what you heard, we would love a review or recommendation. It's the number one way for us to share these stories and insights with as many creative female entrepreneurs as possible. And don't forget, all the information on how to join the TLE community is in the show notes or simply head to thelifestyleedit.com to sign up.